Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, and you're listening to the Tour Coach Podcast. Well, we're rolling into fall here on the Tour Coach. And for the fall, just like we've been doing for the last couple of years here on the Tour Coach, I'm going to be bringing you lots of chats, interviews, roundtable discussions on what we do, how we do it, from players to coaches to caddies, students. All of this comes from my travels that are on tour or to Old Palm or from here in Mobile or wherever it is I go around this country, or around the world, teaching and coaching at the game of golf that I love. So hopefully, if you listen, you're going to like what you hear. There's there's lots and lots of info and content coming your way that I think are going to help all of you understand and play the game even better or, or coach the game. We've got so many coaches that listen to this tour coach podcast. So appreciate all of you that have gone along with me on this journey for the tour coach. I didn't necessarily know where I was going with it when I started this, this when the Dew Sweepers radio show ended on XM Sirius. Uh, but I can tell you that it has given me so much freedom and creativity to be able to talk a little more and a little more in depth and bring all of you a behind the scenes, inside the ropes look at what me and my team do and the people that we associate with it and how you can use us as a resource to help you get better at the game of golf. Look, and if you like what you hear on the tour coach, also make sure you check out our pro work video series, which is available for you on YouTube and my YouTube channel. If you just go on YouTube and type in pro work, It'll pull up the episodes that are out there. Some really, really great stuff that takes you behind the scenes and inside the ropes. And before I let you go to the tour coach, special thanks to my sponsors that have all been with me for such a long time. Shrixon Golf, been with them over 20 years. Can't find anybody better in the equipment side of the world. Bushnell Golf, such a big part of what we're doing with pro work and what I do day to day, especially with the Launch Pro. Vineyard Vines, Ian and Shep, Amber and the folks there always keep me looking great. We've been such great partners for a good long time. And lastly, McConnell Automotive uh, here in Mobile, Alabama. Mitch McConnell and the gang, there's nobody that has supported me longer. I mean, they're unbelievable. And the folks at Buick GMC for supporting the Dew Sweepers radio show, as well as the tour coach, and as well as pro work. So check out McConnell Automotive and Buick GMC. And lastly, our, my friend Blaine Stokely and Stokely's Midtown Garden Express here in Mobile. Those folks keep the dew sweepers and keep the pro work and the tour coach and all of our content alive and well for all of you that love the game and want to learn. Enjoy the tour coach podcast, which is coming your way right now. He's got a lot of stuff going on, always busy. One of my best friends, one of the best teammates you could ever ask for in the world. And he's all over the PGA Tour, Live Tour, Major League Baseball, and everywhere. Colby Touye. K. Wayne, what is up, buddy? My man. How are you, brother? You doing I mean, all right? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. And I'm. you know what? I'm so pumped that in not next week, but the following week, I'm going to be back down there at Old Palm. I'm probably going to get to see you. I might even sneak in for a workout. Oh man, I can't wait. Let's get it done. Baby. Yep. You know how we do it. We get, we ain't gonna leave no stone unturned, my brother. We're gonna get after it. Nope, nope, not now that it's the new healthy tea. Cut down on right. cut down on the booze and the wine. I got on I mean, after you got on my ass, you and Yvonne and uh was on the treadmill. Well, it, was, it was it was tough love. Tough love. I know, I know, I know you love me. So look, I've been wanting to do this because obviously the pro work stuff that we have coming out is fantastic, and there's some news on that. People listen to this. You're going to be seeing it pretty soon. Um, but that stuff, to me, is is a really good inside look at what we do with folks. Uh, as you know, I mean, I bring 
every player I can, but every player that's really trying to make it to me needs to have a great physical program, a fitness program. And I wanted to talk for this, you know, for this little episode here about the pivot, because there's a whole lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. Everybody worries about different things. You know, obviously to me, the club face is most important. If it's screwed up, everybody's in trouble. But after that, you know, I learned early in my career um, that the pivot was the engine of the golf swing. And you never met him, but my old mentor, Hank, who passed away, I mean, he hammered that into me. And I'll never forget Colby when I was like, you know, when I was just starting and I had zero money, he told me if you can get people's hands on there and you can make them turn back as much as they can and turn through as much as they can, you'll make a living. And at that point, I mean, before I knew anything about teaching anybody played for a living, hell, I mean, just trying to make a living was the deal, you know? Um, And, and I just went on that. And then I kept, getting i want to talk to you about the importance of the pivot Mm -hmm. why it's so important and let's talk a little bit about how we help people develop it because the biggest thing i've learned in our coaching together is is how not only helping i always knew if i brought somebody to somebody to somebody like you you could help them be able to do it more by making them more flexible stable stronger all that i never knew or understood the importance of people learning new movement patterns. And to me, that has been a game changer. So that's what I'd like to talk about. So let's, let's talk about the importance of the pivot and why it's so important. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, well, with anything, right. When you think about just the genesis of the golf swing, like when we talk about ground up Mm -hmm. and how, how the movement and the pivot pattern, how the body controls the club, right. You know, we always make that joke when we're sitting in those bays and I tell (laughs) people all the time, like, yeah, that club's not moving until you pick it up. So if anybody thinks it doesn't have to do with how your body moves through space or moves through a specific plane of motion that we're trying to get you through, the loading patterns and the unloading patterns and the, the release patterns and stuff that we want this athlete to be able to accomplish. Because the end goal is we're trying to get them to move better. Right. We're trying to get them, we're trying to get a person to move better than you and I both know if I can get them to move more efficiently then it, my goal is to make your job that much easier. Because if we can get them to have to have some type of stability, which is going to increase their mobility, but it's also going to be able to create some deceleration. And we're now when you're dealing with some vertical forces and some ground reaction forces and velocity, like it has everything with how the body moves. Mm-hmm. If we have these dysfunctions in the body, what I always tell you about, like that's why we can literally sit and watch someone, no matter who they are. They can be a PGA Tour player, LPGA Tour player, or they could be a beginning golfer. Like, we can identify the deficiencies in their movement patterns, and if we can address those, we can really make some great progress into developing a better golf swing for that specific individual. Yeah, so, like, and I want to start with the backswing, you know, loading, right? And and that's we do a lot of that. And and I think that the better the player, like the more we focus on setup, all the way to the top of the backswing. And so it's been my experience, and what I what I believe is that mo- you know as long as the player obviously has a good grip and so forth, but yeah. most of the time the stuff that people wouldn't like at the top of a backswing, like arms running on, clubs in a funky position. All those different things that people look at, those are symptoms 
of somebody not winding correctly and loading into the trail leg, and then the momentum of the club and their arms kind of contorts them or takes it into a funky spot. But that if they, lo- mm-hmm. I've found most of the time when somebody loads correctly into the trail leg, most of that stuff goes away as long as they've obviously got good grip and and, and that type of stuff. No, no, correct. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Like what happens is, is a lot of times when you see stuff, those funky patterns or those positions that's happening in the hands and in the torso, all the dysfunction is coming from below. Right. You know, it's like it's like with anything, like what are we looking at? We got to address what's happening below. And then if you can fix and clean up those things and I can get you deeper, increase some internal hip rotation into that right glute and get that glute fine, that creates that stability that stops the pelvis from swaying off the ball, right? And then mm-hmm. it's like you're going to be able to get deeper into your pattern. And then what's going to happen is that kinematic sequence is going to fix itself because if you can get deep enough into your backswing, then you're going to be able to start the downswing with correct, with the correction of the posture and the muscles that you need to be able to create the efficiency in the downswing, where you can transfer the energy from the legs out of the out of the ground into the legs, into the into the core, into the torso, into the arms, and into the club. And we always talk about that stuff, but it all happens. But if you never load correctly, you're always going to be compensating with something else your hands are going to go a little first where that athlete is going to our golfer is going to feel like we'll say hey man you're really quick in your transition mm-hmm. you're really quick in a transition because you go tony will say well, you're <laughs> quick in your transition because you're not deep enough into your right side mm-hmm. so everything's playing catch-up and then once you get into a catch-up mode and that's where all kind of stuff and you know more about the golf swing than anybody i've ever met in my entire life but you know, like that's where all the, the the chaos starts to occur, and then then that's when we start trying to do other things. And when you're manipulating one piece, because there's some deficiencies in the kinetic chain, it's going to affect another piece. So for me, it's literally trying to get that athlete to understand that it's going to require some stability. It's going to require some mobility, and until you create mobility and stability and strength you're never going to create speed and you're never going to create velocity and you're never going to be able to compress the ball like you're trying to compress the ball because you're always going to back again like from the first sentence you're always going to be playing catch up Mm -hmm. and it literally starts at the beginning of the pivot and that's why i love working with you so much because the pivot is the truest science you can have the body turns and then it unwinds and if you can stabilize the face and you create good patterns then you're going to create a very consistent and a very good golf run. And what I found is, you know, I think a lot of folks know they need to get try to get the hip deeper. And I think over, especially over, you know, with social media, and there's people that talk about getting the hip, you know, turning the hip, that folks do it the wrong way. And the, and the most common error I see is where they just twist off the ball and they straighten their yeah. right leg. You know, if you're a right-handed yeah. player, obviously. Yeah straighten it and what that's exactly right and what we and i love that you brought that up because that's exactly what i was going to say next so what happens is they twist off the ball they straighten their trail legs completely straight so there's no chance you're using the ground after that because we always tell the athlete right when we're working with athletes we basically say okay stand with your legs locked now jump from that position and they can't do it like you literally can't create any force load or any type of ground reaction force from that straight leg position. So 
you're literally just straightening your leg out because it's just pushing your hip back and you're not really rotating and you don't have any, we call, talk about all the time, like proprioception, but kind of orientation on how the pelvis is moving in a golf swing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like to me, the big telltale sign is when you're, if you're watching from a down the line view, somebody does it. And obviously it's like, you know, before the club's waist high, that leg, that knee is straightening, leg straightening, and you can see the right or the – I'm talking about a right-handed player – the trail hip go up rather than go mm-hmm. back. And then, you know, obviously when we're in one of those bays, we've got the benefit of having force plates and all of that stuff. But, like, then you can really see the pelvis – they're not loading into the right leg. It's shoving the whole thing back towards the left. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. So, and then what that starts to create is that's some defic- – we always talk about you got to train the pattern. So all those deficiencies, the way you correct those deficiencies in the loading is understanding how the body moves. So that's when we come in with some bands or some cables or different things like or even like working on the torso straps and stuff like that to where we actually pull that athlete into those movement patterns that we're trying to create and we're trying to accomplish. And then from a neuromuscular standpoint, they start to feel that, you know, a lot of times you see guys, they stand on the range, they're trying to find a feel. You hear mm-hmm. that all the time. I'm trying to find something. I'm trying to find something. It's all I'm really doing when we're in the hitting bay. You're telling me this is what I see. And I'm like, okay, great. And that's a pattern deficiency. So I'm going to do this pattern. I'm going to reinforce this pattern. And then all of a sudden they go back into the ball and then they swing. Their pivot starts to, to clean up. And then all of a sudden they start making better contact. And it's kind of like, how we always talk, but we have those aha moments like we did right. the Bushnell series, the Pro Work series and stuff, how we, we saw it real time, ball speed literally jumping up five miles an hour, club head speed literally jumping up, you know, four to five, four to five miles an hour um, swing patterns where you're looking at it from a catalyst, like saying like, okay, look at the impact here compared to that, looking at those trace lines, like how we literally at real time are seeing completely different. And, and you know that the, the, there's a good, there's a good example of one too in the one on the full swing that we did with Erica Shepard. I thought was great because mm-hmm. you know she's left handed, headed to Q school next week, uh, second stage, been playing well. But mm-hmm. her understanding of what loading was was part of the problem, right? She thought that just straightening the leg was loading and turning, and then once you know. Uh, you know, once we explain that, like, you know, she's really, really turned the corner because she understands, you know, how her lower body needs to, you know, needs to be. And to me, a big part of for her, and I, I want you to comment on this if you don't mind as well, is the stability in the lower body. Because with golfers of all, especially as we get some of these 10, 12, 15 handy. I mean, you and I at Old Palm with Hack and everybody, I mean, we'll have 15, 20 handicappers that want to get better come in and work with me, you, Aaron, and Hack and Dan and everybody. And if they don't have any stability below, to me, it's almost impossible for them to load correctly. Yeah, I mean, like what we've seen with her, we saw a lot of her, like some upper body movement that right. was kind of taking over the swing because she wasn't really using her lower half correctly. So what you and I do and what we always do our favorite method of fixing the lower body dysfunction <laughs> is we take a we take a band and we take the band and we put it around their knees and we actually make them hit shots doing that. Now, what does that do? That actually 
by creating tension and creating those opposing forces, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're creating the lower, we're activating the lower half. We're activating the lower body where we're creating space and stability. When we start to activate the glutes, if you want to increase hip mobility, you have to get your glutes to work. So by putting that band around the knees, we're literally activating the lower body. And by doing that, it's creating instantly is giving us hip mobility, which in turn is going to start to clean up that sequence she had where before she used minimal lower body, which she would feel like she was kind of, that's why she would have that little slap, that little white swing yep. on a lot of her shots. So once we got her activating the lower body, it automatically changed. Like it was a completely different golfer. Like she was able to kind of cover the ball a lot better. Mm-hmm. She was able to compress the ball a lot better. And then she could see the ball coming out of a window more consistently. And then that's when someone as good as you can really do your magic where like you can really teach her how to play golf and teach her how to, how to, how to be able to become one of the best golfers in the world and get a tour card eventually. And so, you know, we've talked a lot about using resistance bands and, and I had learned a little bit of this way back with Hank and, uh, but you do it a ton uh, and I've learned so much more was that when you use res- like when you're pulling a person to their flaw, like if somebody slides off of it, right. And you're using that band and you're pulling them the direction that they like to go and they have to learn to do the new movement. To me, that's where mm-hmm. a lot of the magic happens and they get this feel. Talk a little bit about mm-hmm. the training of new movement patterns. Cause to me, Everybody goes to practice. They go hit a zillion balls on the range, and they think that's yep. getting better. But to me, I had an old teacher say one time, "All you're doing when you're doing that is getting better at not being any good, <laughs> right?" Like you're, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, what? <clears throat> man, what happens is, is like it's true. Like they, they, what? Ha- they're basically practicing a, a, um, a movement pattern that's not efficient. Mm-hmm. So if you go out there and you practice, if you're not efficient in your movement patterns but you're literally going out there and doing those movement patterns you're just gonna you're literally practicing a bad movement pattern mm-hmm. so what we do with the bands is it's more reactive neuromuscular training like i know your tendency is to for your left knee to collapse into vulgus because i know that glute medial that medial glute's not firing so the knee's not stable so i'm gonna literally take a band and I'm going to try to pull you into that same position. And it's your, I want you to not let me do that. Right. And by me doing that to you, I'm creating a new pattern. I'm creating stability. I'm creating you to have to fire that glute medius to be able to stabilize that side to where now we can bring a hundred and something miles an hour into that left side to where you're actually going to load more properly and you're going to be able to pivot better. Like it's all about what we talked about in the beginning. Like that pivot is the engine of the golf swing. Like if you can pivot correctly and someone can get, like you can get the face where it needs to be, then it's going to be an efficient, consistent golf swing. And that's what the best golfers in the world have. They have a very consistent working golf swing. And, and, you know, so, and everybody wants to make changes fast, right? But the, so to what I've learned and I think people need to understand is that the least effective way to make a change and the, the least fast if you will my bad english but is to do it with a ball at full speed and and but when you do when you take the club and you take the ball away and you're not in performance mode and worried about where the ball's going and you use bands and you do exercises and you do these drills where you force Mm -hmm. your body to have to do the new movement 
Mm-hmm. Your brain, you give your brain a chance. You give your body a chance to learn the new movement, so that that become is what comes out when you go back into performance mode. Correct. Like everything that we're doing with our athletes, especially me, if I'm working with, you know, Paul Goldsmith or Nolan Arenado for the Cardinals, mm-hmm. like I have to do patterns in the gym that's going to have transference over into their sport. If I'm working with Lexi Thompson and a Justin mm-hmm. Thomas or a Max Homa or Tommy Fleetwood in the gym, we have to do patterns that is going to have transference over into their sport. So we have to work in the transverse plane. We have to work in on the ground reaction forces. We have to get stronger. We got to create mobility. We got to create stability. We got to create more power. Like speed is a direct result of strength. It's like shooting a cannon out of a canoe. I say it all the time. Like there's plenty of strong people that don't have enough stability to be able to handle the power. Mm-hmm. So we want to create a base that's going to be able to handle the RPMs and the mouse power to where it's going to be efficient, where you can, you got to be able to decelerate before you can accelerate. So if we're looking to do those things. You have to get in the gym and you have to train those patterns and train that neuromuscular, train that proprioception to be able to handle those things. Like that's why we put people on one leg. We don't put, we know you don't swing a golf club on one leg, but you sure do load from one side to the other. So all those things has a purpose. All those things has a methodology behind it that we use to be able to create the better golfer. Justin Thomas is working on something completely different as what we're trying to work with Lexi. Correct. Lexi Thompson is working on something completely different and we're trying to work with Tommy. Like Mm -hmm. it could be a thoracic thing that we're working on one athlete. And then it's a definitely lower body thing we're working on with another athlete. But the beauty is you merge those training modalities and protocols together because you can't ignore. I had a perfect example. I was I was teaching a group um, two days ago, and one guy said, well, if you got enough external rotation, you shouldn't have to do it anymore. <laughs> because he read that somewhere on the Internet. And I'm like, what? And, like, like, and another question was, well, uh, like I've heard, like, I got too much hip mobility. I said, I've never heard of that. I've heard somebody say that and I laugh, you know, so, and there's no such thing. Now you could be hypermobile and that's going to be more of a stability issue, Mm -hmm. but give me all the mobility I can have. And then if I can create some stability in there and kind of bring it back in there, it's just like being hypermobile and being hypomobile too much and then not enough, but we're always trying to bring it to the center where you have everything in the best of both worlds. If I'm trying to get there, I want the most mobility I can because if no, there's no such thing as too much mobility if you have the stability and the neuromuscular capacity to be able to dynamically control that range of motion to end range. Yeah, and that goes along with I had a junior he came in. I was a college player, and he'd been working. And he said, I said, well, what, what have you been working on? He said, I'm trying to slow my hips down. My hips are too fast. I said, I said, well, first of all, I said, well, why? He goes, well, we just get out in front. But then when you, I mean, I was like, your hips aren't too, first of all, I don't think in this day and age with the way the game's played, I mean, we just watched Lexi on TV hitting 300 and something yard drives, right? Like everybody hits it hard, right? Like you don't want to slow your hips down now, but, but his, his sequence was off. So he had been told his hips were out because he didn't load correctly and then he didn't know how to rotate his his hips weren't too fast he just never knew how to rotate his upper body through it 
you know, his truck, Correct. right? And right. and I think that that's some of the misnomers that people are like, oh, well, because I'm, I'm, my hips are too fast. I mean, have you seen anybody's hips too fast? No, I've never seen it in my <laughs> life, and I want the fastest hips on the planet. Right? If I got a baseball player, like that's how you hit the inside pitch. Like I want it. I want everybody to have fast hips. I mean, that's how you're going to create the speed. That's how you're going to transfer the energy up. Now you got to create, like it goes back to what we said. Now you have to create the dynamic patterns and the movement patterns and the strength and the stability to create that sequence that's going to be efficient for that golf swing, period. Like the reason why someone feels like their torso charge changes, goes too fast, or their hips go too fast is because there's some dysfunction in the kinetic chain, and that's where they're seeing from an error standpoint. And, and I just think it's such a big deal if people listen. Obviously, somebody driving around listening to you and I, I mean, they're serious about golf or they love the game or mm-hmm. they teach it or they, they wouldn't. I mean, let's face it, they probably find something else to listen to. But you're pro, like, I don't think you can get to where you want to go in golf without having a good program that addresses your body. I just don't, I mean, I don't think you can do it. And two, that program needs like you were talking about Lexi and Tommy and Max and those like, and it needs to be specifically geared towards whatever the heck your teacher thinks you need to be doing. And that's where I think that your programs are different because they just spot in on exactly on the reason why things don't work. And it's geared toward just what you're trying to do in the golf swing. Yeah. I mean, cause like you can, you can attack those imbalances and those weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. You look at the kinetic chain, every great athlete has imbalances. And right. My job, right. My job, if I take someone like Alex Thomas, who's so talented, but what people don't understand is Lexi's an unbelievable athlete. Crazy. She's one of the best athletes that I train guy or girl. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what people don't see is all the work that's put in before Lexi hit drives the green at the Shriners tournament, you know, like that, like I've been there. I've, I've counted those reps with the trap bar with 235, 45 mm-hmm. pounds on there. Like, you know, not being afraid of the work. And at the end of the day, it goes back to what we said before. Like you, that club does not move till you pick it up. So if your goal is to create more club head speed, or if your goal is to create better, to have a better wedge game, or your goal to be, be good inside a hundred yards or whatever, like with a wedge in your hand on you, you struggle with your long irons. Like, all that has to do with how your body moves. All mm-hmm. that has to do with how your body, the functionality of your body, you're trying to move through those planes of motion. Like, so we have to address that. Like, you have to address strength. You have to address mobility. You have to address stability. So you have to have a program that's literally going to give you all those things. Like I tell people all the time, like, the, the best program is the program that addresses everything. <laughs> the worst programs are the programs that address one thing, right? It's like, okay, you got a, your elbow hurts. We're going to work on your elbow. Your knee hurts. We're going to work on your knee, you know, but you got two of them. So don't just work on the one that's hurt. Well, let's work on everything. The same thing in the golf swing. Like if you got there's cause everything causes something else. Mm-hmm. So if you think about thoracic mobility, I wouldn't just bring you in the gym and just do thoracic mobility work. Like, because we know you and I, and we know that that thoracic mobility is a, is a result of something that's probably happening in the lumbar. Right. Or something that's happening in the core or something that's happening in the, in the glutes. Or, I mean, it's all these different things If that lumbar spine is not stable. That thoracic spine is not going to be mobile. So if I just get you on the ground and go, okay, 
we're going to do T-spine rotations till we can't do 100 <laughs> all the whole hour. We're going to do nothing but T-spine rotations. And we never address that your glutes don't work and your glutes are weak and your hamstrings are tight and your knee's not stable and your foot's not stable and your ankle's not mobile. So we literally just go thoracic spine, thoracic spine, thoracic spine, and then they go out there and their thoracic spine really doesn't improve because we literally had to stabilize the lumbar. And then all of a sudden the thoracic spine and the hip flexors and everything opened up. And then now all of a sudden you had 15 more degrees of T-spine rotation. But we literally did it somewhere else. You know, usually I tell people all the time, if something's bothering you, it's usually happening below it or above it. Right. So we got, if we got some, some glute, some lumbar issues, like look below it and look above it. That's everything's connected. That's gold right there. Everybody needs to listen to that. That's gold. And, and, you know, one more thing is, you know, it's become fashionable to say, use the ground. Right. And you see these people, they're trying to use the ground and they're just jumping. I mean, they're just standing, right, pushing, like, and don't understand that, you, you know, the the pivot is what helps you use the ground. Winding into that trail side is what gives you leverage. Just, you know, you can't just use the ground if you just jump, stand up. Yeah, going you, yeah like what happens is, right, is goes back to what we said. So if I bring you in the gym, I make you do a bunch of squats, and I make you do a bunch of, you know, linear box jumps and I make you do all this stuff. I'm like, man, now you're going to be able to use the ground, but I never taught you how to hinge. Mm-hmm. Right. I never taught you how to hinge into the hips. You better use the hips. So literally we're just doing jumping with our quads and our calves and we're not using the glutes at all. And then what happens is I put a club in your hand. And I'm like, now I want you to swing this club on this, on this plane. And then they, they try to do it. And they, when they take the club back, they stand straight up because I trained that pattern. And then when they try to hit the ball, they stand straight up because I trained that pattern. Mm-hmm. And I never did anything from a transverse plane. That's why you and I bring them in and we want to see them load into their right side and do a rotary box jump. And we want to bring them in the gym and make them do a rotary band press and a rotary, a split stance rotary band pull, like all these different things mm-hmm. where we're teaching that we're going back to the basics, but we're actually adding the hinging patterns to there. We're teaching them how to, to bend from their hips to activate their glutes and not just be so quad and calf dominant. And then what happens is the reason why they go, well, you know, I can't stay in my posture. I lose my golf posture. Yep. I lose my golf posture. I can't stay in my golf posture. I can't, I can't stay in lateral flexion or whatever they want to call it in the swing. And the reason why is because you were in the gym and you trained that insufficient pattern. <laughs> so you got to make sure that you're doing the right stuff in the gym. That's going to have the transference over into that because like everybody squats, and everybody can do all these different things, but if you never learn how to hinge properly, then you're never going to be able to set up correctly in the golf swing either. Correct. And then that's the beginning of everything, right? Oh, no question. A bad setup, a bad setup usually leads to a bad golf swing. And and now you taught me that. And and look, the the you, one thing you said to me early on when we were working together, and and it, I, I use it all the time. And you know, if you come to my studio, you're at Old Palm. Like I, but I'm going to break out some bands, and I'm going to do some very limited tests. I'm not on your level, obviously, but like you say, like you know, walking around on two feet, you can mask instabilities and imbalances. But in a golf swing, it's played on you know, it's played on two sides. You wind into one and decelerate into the other. And you can't cover those imbalances up. And that was big for me as a teacher because, like, you know, you look at these people, a lot of them, and they they don't look like they got imbalances, right? Like, 
Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I remember yeah. way back with Lucas Glover when I was working with him. I remember the first time and you said, hey, put him on one leg. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Because I couldn't get his damn right hip to turn back consistently yeah. to save my life. And and boom, put him on one leg. He almost fell. I mean, and he's a strapping dude. He's a hell of an athlete. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I mean, like all those things, like we always talk about all that, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's so crazy because it feels like so simple. And it really is. Like, I mean, it, it really is simple. Like, if you got a person that can't load their right leg, then if you balance, try to get them to balance on their right leg, you know why. Mm-hmm. Because they usually fall over. Yeah. Because they don't have the strength or stability on that side to be able to do it. Now I'm trying to receive and load and be able to use the ground. I'm trying to swing 120-plus miles an hour with 175 to 80 ball speed into that left side. There's no way. Yeah. It's just like it's like blowing them over in the wind. Like, it's like those things – will never like and this is what happens too right so like i'm glad you brought that part up because when you when you're dealing they're all great athletes right find a way to get it done so now when you're dealing with the elite level players like like i said the lucas lovers the justin thomas the max Holmes, the tommy fleetwoods the tiger woods like you literally are dealing with so small of margins to try to increase and get better but that small, if I can get them two, three percent better on a specific thing, like that's a game changer out there. Game changer. That's a game changer. So now imagine taking a, uh, a 20 handicap. That's the beauty of it because the work is the work. And it works for the elite PGA Tour player. And it also works. It's nothing that a, they do the same work. If I'm doing a hip mobility drill for Justin Thomas, I'm doing that same hip mobility deal for Tony. That's mm-hmm. a 10. 10 handicap like the human body and human movement is the same like we don't have to make these things up like that's what kills me especially for my industry is like we just kind of make things up and at the end of the day that everybody should have read the same physiology book like it's movement like there's yeah. no extra muscles you're gonna find in the leg or the hoop <laughs> glute or the hip or anything like that like at the end of the day is like train those patterns and understand that if it's rotary, make sure you're doing some rotation exercise. No question. Now, look, we talked about transference. One of the biggest parts of that is having a program. And, and I believe that I know there's a lot of good people out there, but it's hard to get specialized stuff for a lot of people. You have an app that's out now that I've I've put out. I've, I've got a lot of my students using it. Just real quick, tell people about the Hit It Great app because if you're listening and you don't have access or maybe you can't go find some of these things, this is phenomenal for people that want to get get better. Tell them a little bit about Hit It Great. Yes, I mean, Hit It Great, the genesis of Hit It Great kind of came about to where, you know, I didn't want to just be able to help people that was had the opportunity to come to Jupiter or anything like that. I wanted to be able to have a bigger reach to be able to help anybody and everybody that wants to get better at golf. So I wanted to create an app. Me and Joey got together and we said, man, we want to try to help as many people as we can. And if we look at, let's create an app to where we use those same exercises we use for anybody that wants to get better at golf. So we go through mobility exercises. We go through strengthening exercises. We actually have programs that people can follow for intensity levels a beginner and more advanced programs we have all that you even get into more stuff like what we actually do with dustin johnson and our tour players on tour weeks and things like that so we wanted to be able to give back to the golfing community we wanted to be able to create something that could could last for a while in that in that arena and just help people around the world get better at golf and i think we kind of 
we're hitting the marks, and I, I, th I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be great. We're we're very fortunate enough to be able to continue to add content to that. Mm -hmm. So, like, the sky's the limit. It's not something that we're just going to put out there and it's going to have X, Y, and Z, and then that's going to be it. Like, we're going to continue to provide content there. We have a, a series on that app called The Big Three. So, each month, we literally put something out that it's called The Big Three. So, it'll, be, it'll come to your phone as a notification that you're a subscriber. And it's literally, it'll tell you like this week, this month's big three is for hip mobility. Mm -hmm. And we're going to give you three exercises that allow you to do that. It might be thoracic. It might be power. It might be speed, like all these different things. So, man, I just couldn't be excited about it. I'm going to get you more. Like I said, I'll talk to you and I've, I'm going to get you on there to where we can actually do content to where we actually talk about swing faults. And then we give people an inside track and in what we do in the hitting bays, like how we do yeah. it, like what, what, what you see as one of the best instructors in the world and then me coming in and like something that I would give that, that golfer as a remedy to be able to fix what we saw in the golf lane. So oh. man, I just can't be more excited. The beginning of the year is going to be great. Awesome stuff. Colby, as always, thanks for all the support and the friendship. You've been, you're one of my best friends in the world and I appreciate everything you do for me. And then thanks for sitting in on this. I know you got plenty of people you could be training in that gym right there behind you. <laughs> oh man. Anytime I spend with you is always a blessing. Let's keep it going. You're the best, Colby. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. I hope you enjoyed this edition of The Tour Coach and this conversation that we brought to you about playing, learning, and teaching the game of golf. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Tour Coach. In between now and next week, make sure you follow us on our social channels. You can always find me at The Dew Sweeper on Instagram or go to our YouTube page where you'll see a scene and a video from my teachings daily on our YouTube channel. You can find that by looking up Tony Ruggiero and The Dew Sweepers on YouTube. Until then, make sure you follow and check out Everything Tour Coach and all our sponsors, Shrikshon Cleveland Golf, Bushnell, Vineyard Vines, and Buick GMC. I'll be back next week to help all of us appreciate, learn, and enjoy the game of golf.